from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. But why I like Michael Bublé is because... How are you? I can't, still can't Bublé. hear Bublé. Oh, Bublé. Yeah, not okay. Bublé. Bublé. But anyways, everybody's like, what the heck is going on? Anyways, what I was saying why I like him is like, watch this YouTube video. Google this YouTube video of him doing impersonations. Oh, of people's yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he studied yes. like Frank Sinatra and yes. all these guys, yeah. right? And he took like the best elements that he loved of their voice. And yeah. I had never known... The difference, like, you know, the differences between Elvis and Frank Sinatra yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. he goes through these impersonations, uh, unbelievable. And That's if I was uh, tying that to business, it's like go and study Steve Jobs, right. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, our, yeah. our guest today. Our guest oh, today. how do you like that segue? Our guest today, <laughs> and take the best that you see out of what they're doing in their business, which is the whole purpose of Stay Paid. It's to bring you kind of that the is why tips, we exist. tricks journeys that people have gone on to build their businesses to have success so you can take the very best that applies to you and apply it to your business. Take action on it to change your life. Love it. Love it. Today we are interviewing Chasten J. Miles. He is a serial Boom. entrepreneur with a true passion for enriching and empowering the growth of real estate agents nationwide. Chasten took his first strides in the real estate industry back in 2014 as a solo agent quickly moving his career in a direction unconventional to the local real estate agent. Today, thousands, hundreds of thousands rely on Chasten's YouTube channel to gain insight into how to be a successful real estate agent and on uh, for learning guidance on building their own brands. Recently, he's released his sophomore book titled The Real Before the Estate. I love that title. Yeah, we're going to get real, real before today. The Real Before the Estate. What I Wish <laughs> I Knew Before I Started Real Estate. Chasten, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Jason, it's going to be great. He told us before we came on the podcast that he has a musical. background yeah. in musical theater. That's how I don't know if he made that group. up, but we told him you have to do this as a musical today. Now, nah, man, I'm super excited to have you on. I'm really excited because you seem to have a passion for real estate agents and especially new agents and helping them understand the business, what they're getting into. I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Literally 87% of real estate agents supposedly fail in the first five years. That's what the stat yeah. says out there. And I've heard that Crazy. it's like 90% of that 87% fail within two years. So it's like they're in and they're out. And then what's so crazy that we find is that the average agent's making $42,000 a year, a little less than that, according to the National Association of Realtors. So it just yeah. tells you that the people who are in the business, there's so much opportunity for growth for them. But it's like, how do you get there? And the roller coaster ride of real estate mm -hmm. is unreal. I, I, my journey with my brother in the last three years in real estate and then getting, getting in, even three years in, closing out this year at just about 120 transactions, so we'll see if he hits it. That was his goal, and he's right close there. But even, even now, like you're thinking, you might be a real estate agent listening to this and you close seven transactions this year or something, right? He's done 120, and he still feels that roller coaster. It's crazy, man. It is crazy, yeah. and it's trying to bring the, the structures, the stability to your life. So I'm excited about this interview today. If you can't tell, we're going to get real behind real estate. <laughs> but, Jason, introduce yourself to the audience, man. Tell them, you know, your life story, for lack of a better way of saying it, and, and bring us up to today, why you got into real estate, why you wrote the book, and, and this journey that you've been on. Absolutely. So my my getting into real estate was so 
random. I didn't come from a real estate background. I didn't really know anybody in real estate. I didn't, I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't grow up visiting open houses or, or any, any of that. Any Dang of it, that, that all like a lot of real estate agents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that just wasn't me. I was, I was in college and me and my roommates, we want, cause we were living on campus. We wanted to move off campus for obvious reasons. And so wait, we, what are those obvious reasons? It wasn't, I mean, it was definitely <laughs> to study more. Correct. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Study more uninterrupted, no distractions. Quiet time. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we were looking for a rental. And so we were walking around campus one day and there was this sign up and it was just like a little homemade sign that somebody printed off their printer. And you know how they cut the tabs at the bottom for you to like rip the name off. It was literally one of those signs. And it was advertising like a three bedroom, two bathroom house that was off campus call this number. And so I called the number and the lady was really nice. She was saying, yeah, we can meet and I can show you this house and, you know, just meet me at this address. Not sketchy at all. We were, we were so excited. So get to the address and it turns out that it was a real estate office. And so we, we go in there and she sits us down. It's this older lady and, um, you know, going through the whole process, we just wanted to like see the house. So we get in the car with her She's smoking her cigarettes with the window down, just driving us around <laughs> to these rental houses. And then finally, I was just bold enough to say, so how much is this going to cost us? And, and what do we have to pay you and all that kind of stuff? And she was kind of like, well, you don't have to pay me anything. I'm, I'm going to make my money from actually doing the deal. And so I asked, well, how much money are you going to make? Just, just totally inappropriate. But I was that guy. I mean, I didn't care. Um, and she told me the number and I was just kind of like, wow. And it, it wasn't that high of a number. It was like a thousand something dollars, but it hey was man, like, when you're in college though, and just... you're studying a lot, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, mean large, I mean, partying a lot. A number, that's right? a large number. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot it's of like gosh, you're going to make all of that just from driving us, showing us this house. And so from there, we got back to her office and I was like, how can I do this? Cause I know a lot of people. I can do this all day, you know, F school. So um, she told me about they offer real estate classes at that actual brokerage that she was working at. So I signed up. I literally signed up. I want to say it was either that day or the next day. Wow. So started my real estate classes and um, come the second second little month in, in there, I had to drop out of the real estate classes. Um, because I couldn't continue to afford them. I actually got them to put me on a payment plan, which was something that they didn't do. And then I couldn't make the second payment. Mm. So I had to drop out of real estate school. Mm. And um, I told the guy that I was going to be coming back. It was this old guy was just sitting outside. He sat outside all day. He was probably the broker or something. He was like, <laughs> I've seen guys like you. And y'all never ended up coming back. I don't know if that's shots fired. <laughs> 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 all you brokers listen up no <laughs> um he was like i've seen guys like you and and, and y'all never end up coming back and he was right i didn't go back i actually moved across the country from georgia to dallas hmm. and i started real estate school immediately when i got here and i finished it and got my real estate license and that's where my real estate journey began um, if you would have asked me a year before that if I was going to be a real estate agent, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even in in my mind. 
it wasn't anything that I even wanted to do, but it was from this random showing that I had that I decided to so did, did become you finish, a Did you finish college or what were you going no, you going to college? No. Okay. No, I didn't. I um ended up getting getting in real estate and That's just kinda going down my own path. That's Guess crazy. what? Zuckerberg didn't finish college either. Oh man, so you're in good company, yeah, my man. Dude, you, can, you can rattle <laughs> off. So tell us about yeah. your first year. Obviously, this started your journey. I know that a lot of what you you know your book is all about the first year in real estate. A lot of your videos, you know, talk about like how hard that first year was, how long it took for you to get that first check. Tell us about that experience. Absolutely, my first year was a struggle. And it was a struggle for a lot of reasons. Um, and I can blame everybody in the world, but it was just a true struggle for me. I, I was in a brand new area. I I didn't know, I barely knew the street that I lived on. Um, I didn't know anybody in the area, in the whole city. And I was a kid. I mean, I still kind of look young, but I looked even younger then. So nobody was even taking me seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think that I was the youngest guy in my real estate classes and and just at my brokerage. So um, I was really struggling. I didn't know hardly anything about real estate. I didn't know that it was more of a relationship type of deal because I didn't have any relationships. I, I mean, heck, I didn't, I didn't hardly know anything. Mm. And so I was showing up to the office every day, just bright eyed and bushy tailed, just sitting there waiting for something to happen and nothing was happening. And so I said, well, maybe it's this brokerage that I'm at. So I switched brokerages, got mm. to another place, same deal, nothing was happening. So then finally a light bulb goes off and you're like, well, maybe it's me. What can I do? So um, somebody told me just start cold calling. And that's what I did. Like I started cold calling. Um, I wasn't that good at it. I was actually like probably pretty bad at it. But but somebody was willing to give me a shot. And I got my first listing from a cold call. Mm. And I didn't end up selling that listing for probably around like eight months later. And so by that time, I was all out of money. I, I just and just everything was just bad. And I ended up selling it. For got end up getting like a three thousand dollar commission check or something like that and um, yeah, but that was almost almost a year into the business and I didn't have anything else lined up so literally that made up my first whole year as a real estate agent <laughs> just, just that one deal. What were um, you? I have to ask you, what were you calling um, when you were got? Was were you calling Fisbos and Expires? Were you calling just a mixture of all? But yeah, yeah, I was calling for sale by owners, but I didn't I didn't have any type of like system or database or anything like that. I was legit going to like fsbo.com mm. and buyowner.com for sale by owner.com. Probably that that was probably totally illegal cuz I don't even think you're supposed to like solicit to those people. But um, but I was doing it. I was manually sitting there looking for names and numbers, going to white pages trying to match up addresses, mm. just that bottom line work okay. I was doing to get in contact with people. I love that. And I was sounding like a kid on the phone, voice just shaky, trembling, but I was doing it. I mean, and it worked out. Dude, man, that's the key. And it's like, it's so funny. It's like, you'll never be good until you start. And everybody yeah. is terrible when they start. <laughs> like right, everybody right. is freaking terrible when they start. So you, your first year, you make three grand. You're obviously not really making it. 
How, what's the change? Like, how did you get to where you're at now where you're writing a book on warning agents of what to expect and what they need to do? Like, what did the next year look like? When did it start turning around for you and why? Yeah, so the next year turned around because I, I mean, I had a moment and I'm going to tell you a quick little story. So with that first listing that I had, I was holding it open every single weekend, all day, Saturday, Sunday, just trying to sell it, doing all I knew how to do posting it everywhere and everything like that. So this one particular time, I I was getting ready to go to the open house and I was in my apartment, my empty but cluttered apartment. And as I was about to walk out the door, like all of my lights turned off, you know, and I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, we're having a power outage. So I walk outside, <laughs> but <laughs> I see that everybody else's You're lights are on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see that everybody else's lights are on. So I go back inside and, you know, I just had like a real moment with myself because I knew why the lights were off. They were because they were off because I hadn't paid the bill and, you know, they, they got disconnected, but I didn't let that ruin my day. I said, I'm going to go do this open house. Today is the day that I'm going to sell it. And I don't know, even though these lights are off, like something's about to happen today. So I get to my open house. And if if y'all can imagine like an old house with just original wood floors that probably had ghosts in the back rooms that with the with the cabinets that were painted ten times over, just just a real cold feeling in there. Just no heat. It was vacant. I didn't have a chair to sit on. And the first hour went by, nobody came in. Second hour went by, nobody came in. Um, and I had this set up for four hours. Like I was just like that guy. I was about to sell it. And probably about that third hour of nobody coming in there, I walked towards the door and locked the door, and I I full-on had a breakdown. Hmm. Like, I mean, bawling, because it was at that moment that I felt like I had truly failed at this real estate business. I I had told everybody that I was going to do this. I moved to a different place. I had money saved up that that I quickly spent. I was this young guy. Nothing was happening. This home won't even sell. Plus, my lights are off at home. Like, what am I doing? And it was at that moment that I I literally felt like I was at my lowest. And I made a phone call. I called one of my aunts. And, you know, one thing that she said to me, she was like, everything is going to turn around from here. Everything is going to turn around from here. And, you know, after I sat there and fixed my face, um, you know, I had to hold my head up again and I, and I, and I said, I will never, ever, ever have this moment happen in my life again. Whatever I have to do, I will never let this happen again. And so what I chose to do from there was actually pretty simple. I said, Chasen, you have to continue to do what got you this. You have to continue to do what got you this listing and do it 10 times harder, do it mm. 10 times more. And so even to this day, I live by that motto, like no matter how much success I've seen or what I've done, I always like to stick to what's gotten me what I've gotten. And and, and so that's even how I conduct business today. It was at that moment, you know, I got back on the phones. I started recording the videos, getting more consistent with it. I, I I started randomly calling people, just asking them, do y'all want to buy or sell real estate? Just random people at the phone book, just doing whatever. <laughs> That's it so great. Because I didn't have anything else to lose. like, And I was determined. I was so determined to make something different happen, 
to not experience that again. Mm. So you you were you were making videos. You're saying you're making videos on YouTube even even back then, or yeah, yeah. So th- how my video started, it was actually me documenting this this journey of mine. Um, one of my first videos, and it's actually one of my more popular videos, was titled "How Much Money Real Estate Agents Make." Where I was literally ranting about like, yo, this isn't what y'all thought it was. It's, it's, it's not like that. Get out, I mean, run away. <laughs> like I have to pay out all this, all this, all that, and and that's that's kind of where it all started. And then I recorded a video about like what real estate agents actually do, and and it was just all the stuff that I didn't know getting into it. Um, whereas if I if I probably would have known that stuff, I might have not taken this journey. Because remember, I didn't grow up around real estate. It wasn't in my life path or anything. Um, but it but it was all the things that I wish someone would have told me. And so as I started documenting that and just putting it out there, and at this time I wasn't trying to be strategic about it. I didn't even know who I was talking to. It was just my outlet to get everything yeah. out. Right. Just upload it on YouTube. I didn't care if people watched it or if they didn't. Um, it, it was just for me, really. Yeah. And over time, more and more agents started following and following and asking me more questions. And that's how it kind of led to where it is today. Well, just the most powerful random. thing there, I mean, that I heard was like, people got to understand that like the mindset is a choice. Like your mm. ability to go outside, recognize that, hey, my lights were just shot off because I didn't pay my electric bill. And then you put a smile on your face and went to that. I'm open still going to sell anyway. this house, yeah. And when I'm now, I every, freaking love that. I mean, that That's that so is good. that is a decision that we all have to make every single day. Oh, so yeah. take us into your second year. Then how many how many transactions in your second year? You're, you're making these videos. You're getting back on the phone. You're kind of you had this moment. What does that look like? Yeah. So second year got a lot better. Um, I I was still doing the cold calling, so I was picking up more listings. I was picking up more buyers. I probably did probably around average six or seven deals that second year, nice. which was a lot for me. I mean, sure. this was, this was me coming from, from nothing. Um, but that, that second year, I want to say a lot of things happened in a, in a sense of I was, I was finding my groove. I was learning more. I was making more connections and I was marketing more. So that way, by that third year, that's when I was hitting the numbers doing 20, 30 deals. Um, but but it was from those actions that that like I really just giddied up in that second year and and made stuff happen. No, I love that, man. It's so interesting. It's like I love how your story is like you had one deal your first year, then six, seven deals and then the 30. And I think that's super powerful to point out to people, because a lot of times you think because you hear of these rookie of the year stories or you hear of these mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, it just clicked for me and I did 50 deals. And most of the time, the majority of the time, guys, that doesn't happen. It really is in the day in and day out. And what you said strategy wise is what did you double down on? You just doubled down on what had worked. It's like, what got me this first listing? I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to pick up the phone and start calling. And you started calling even random people. So it shows that your commitment was at such a high level. And that commitment was driven by your why, which is, I never want to feel this feeling again. I never want to be broken down and crying in a house talking to my aunt. I never want to feel this feeling again. And that is so unbelievably powerful when you make that commitment. So I'm curious, like when you look at your business now, right? And what I love asking, you know, people that we have on the show is that the number one thing 
that especially real estate agents, what they want to know is like, how do I get leads in the door? Like, how do I get, you know, buyers and sellers? Because a lot of people get into the business like you had mentioned, and they think it's just going to come to them. They think that, oh, I'm in real estate now. My friends are going to start using me. My family members are going to start using me. Everybody finds out real quickly that doesn't happen. Sometimes you have to change brokerages and realize, wow, it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, how are you generating leads? How do you teach real estate agents to generate leads consistently for their business so they don't feel like they're on a hamster wheel? Yeah, so the one thing that I tell people, and this may sound a little cliche, but I, but I promise you it's powerful is that you have to focus on what works for you. Um, one one thing that that I did when I was just in that transition time of, of trying to figure things out was I was just trying any and everything, like just just any and everything. You 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 dang a shiny carrot in front of me saying that this is gonna work. I'm gonna try it, you know. And and even today, there's so many shiny objects. I mean, mm. our phones ring all day of somebody trying to get us on the first page of Google or sell us leads or do this or do that or you see this agent yep. doing something and it's just it's just all over the place. Um, and so, you know, I, I tell people even today, like, I'm not a door knocker. I don't, I don't like door knocking. You won't catch me out there door knocking, but I know door knocking works and I know it works well for some people. Mm. I will pick up the phone and, and call and I know that that won't work for everybody. And so I believe there's a special place and there are these niches out there that can be gold mines for people if they truly just focus on their strengths and not trying to do what everybody else is doing or tries to do. A lot of the things that are in real estate as far as lead generation goes, they're not new. Mm. They're not new. And there's a million and one ways that one can generate leads. But if you will start with what you're good at, whether that's recording video, going to networking events, um, knocking on doors, whatever it is, if you will start there, you will find a very fruitful path if you make that your your main activity in your real estate business. And it's different for everybody. It's truly different for everybody. It's just a mistake that people make trying to do what the next guy is doing that doesn't work out for them. Then they get discouraged. No, yeah, it's so interesting. It's like trying to, you know, there this shiny object syndrome like so my story of my brother right getting into the business three years ago and I've had the the privilege to kind of do the journey with him a little bit and even me I mean I run a marketing company right so like this we sell to real estate agents all the time we're some of the people mm -hmm. calling you you know but we yeah. have the best yeah. shiny object right <laughs> now okay <I> believe <laughs> but, the, yeah, but the point being is that even us it's so tempting to chase the shiny object what I have found and I'm curious to think see what you think of this is that it's you know it's not I think it's you need to double down on what you're good at, but you need to commit to something is what I find. And because I don't want people to make the mistake, or at least the way I see it is, it's not about necessarily just what you feel good about doing. Like if you don't want to pick up the phone, well, okay, that's not for me. I'm going to, oh, I don't like door knocking. That's not for me. Oh, but I like shooting videos. A lot of times it is that, yes, double down on what you're good at, but commit and do it consistently so, it, it, because it's in that consistency that I have found that has generated the results, where I see so many agents falling down, and I'm curious what you think about this, is that they try something, like, and then they, they jump immediately to the next thing. And I don't know, I have found in my life, it's like, I want to double down on my strengths, but I also want to be willing to pick up the hammer and swing the hammer over and over and over again. And eventually I will break down that wall 
if I'm consistent enough, but so many people just fall off from their lack of consistency. Like, do you see that in your kind of teachings and as you're coaching agents, you see the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I even see it from people who get results, you know, when they, when they get results, they're, they're not consistent with the activities that got them the the results. And then, you know, then they end up doing that yo-yo business, but but I consistency like that, the plays <laughs> yeah <laughs> consistency plays a huge part in in all areas of of this business whether it's through lead generation um scaling growing all of that type of stuff i mean this is a long a long term deal and and unfortunately sometimes a lot of people they don't they don't think it's 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 like this and they they get in the business and, and they're like oh it's been a month i haven't seen anything it's been two months i haven't seen anything i mean it was eight months before i saw my first check <laughs> you know it was eight freaking months um and and i want to say on top of that it was it was a while of me cold calling before i even got my first listing yeah and so consistency plays a huge part in i mean just in everyday life but you, you know do you like cold calling I'm curious. Like, do you like it? Like, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm 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 not opposed. This is to real. It. You no, got to be real, my man. You got to be yeah, real. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who likes just calling random people trying to sell them something? Dude, but, amen to that. See, I think but, that's the mistake you know? people make. It's like I am a psycho, right? In the sense of we like we we cold call. I still don't like cold calling. And I'm like, you're yeah. a psychotic person. Like, I have a floor of 120 <laughs> people. Josh knows this. That's why he's laughing so hard. I mean, like, I have 120 people on the phones, you know, cold calling, stuff yeah. like that. But I don't even enjoy it. And, and my guys down on the phones and girls down on the phones, it's not like they wake up every day and want a cold call. But they know I'm good at it. And I yep. want to double down on the strength. And this is the tool that I've been given that I can use consistently over and over and over and over again. And what I love about what you said is that it's like, you would have done door knocking, even if you didn't like it. But what you find is that your strength is in cold calling. Hey, I'm going to double down on cold calling. It's not that I love cold calling. It's just that, hey, this is my strength. I'm going to double down on it. I'm going to do it consistently. And that's going to reap dividends. And what's interesting, I find it's like 90 days. You better give something 90 days at least 90 days to start trying to yep. if you can generate some crop because you, you know, you play these four quarters a year, but 90 days is a good benchmark for you to see. And it, you won't know normally till the end of the next 90 days, whether that 90 days of the first quarter produced the fruit in the second quarter. So you can change for the yep. third quarter. Are you a new real estate agent looking to make it big? You already know you're going to need to work hard to keep motivated, but you also need a clear plan of action. That's why you should check out our ebook, the ultimate rookie year guide. It'll break down what you need to do on that crucial first year, month by month. Plus, you'll get free marketing tips along the way to leverage the sphere of influence you already have. To get started, go to ReminderMedia.com backslash Rookie Guide. That's ReminderMedia.com backslash Rookie Guide for a free ultimate rookie year guide. Don't wait. Take action on this today. So walk us through, I guess, you know, you talk about this in the book, The Real Behind Real Estate. Let's yeah. dive a little bit into that. Like, what do you want real estate agents to know or people who are thinking about getting into real estate? Like, what are the tips that you would give them? What are the things that you want them to know? Honestly, by the end of reading that book, I want them to make a decision of, yes, I want to go down this road, despite everything that Chasen said in this book, or <laughs> no, this isn't for me. 
And so it's 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 actually a a quite entertaining book, but it but it's very eye opening. It's very revealing. Everything in the book is is from personal stories and personal experiences. It's not so much a book, you know, coaching. While while there are instructions on how to do certain things in there, it's 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 more so for you to ask yourself, do I really want this, or was I wanting this for the wrong reasons? Um, because I I'm I'm tired of seeing people fail for the wrong reasons in this business, hmm. and and people are failing left and right because they've been misinformed, or they watch a TV show and think it's one thing and experience another. Or, you know, someone said that they would be good at it, and so they get in the business, and and that's what I want to stop seeing. Like, like those statistics that you said at the beginning about how much agents are making and what the, the dropout rate is and failure rate, it, I, I believe it's because people are misinformed. They don't necessarily know what they're getting themselves into. And so in that book, I talk about everything. I talk about the cold calling. I talk about the door knocking. I, I talk about quitting your job. Like, should you quit your job or not? So you have a well-rounded opinion about whether you want to get in this business or not. Mm. And so that was my whole goal with the book. It, it it was taking some of my videos and it was taking them to another level, um, more detailed, giving more personal accounts, stories on on my experiences and things I would have done differently, um, things that I've been told that turned out to be a totally different story, you know, like... The whole, oh, you'll be great. And it's just like, you don't even know me. How are you even telling me that? You know? So so I, t I talk about all of that in the book. I love that. And then, okay, so when you look at real estate agents today, uh, you know, a question I like to ask people, where do you see the biggest mistake that agents are making? As you look at where the market's at when it comes to their business, what, what do you think you're seeing over and over again trend-wise that the biggest mistake agents are making? Um, I th I think a big mistake that agents are making is is overcomplicating everything, um, overcomplicating things in this business to the to the point where it's it's driving people crazy. I mean, they're they're driving themselves out of the business just because they won't just sit and focus on one thing or maybe two things. Like everything is just so overcomplicated. You know, it's like even even on the phone. They said yes. What do I say now? Or like, or like they told me to call them back later. What do I say? It's like, are you serious? <laughs> say what time? Or, or you know, say does five o'clock work? That's actually like, true. You know, we see that on our sales floor too. It's like, what do I say? It's like, well, stop for a second. Like, what are you actually trying to do here? You're trying to to sell them our product. So just say what's naturally in the in the conversation of in, introducing them to our product. Mm. Yeah, it's overcomplicating. Yeah. What well, what do you think that turns into? Is that turn into inaction? Does it turn into like why is the overcomplicating the problem? And then even more important than that, how do you how do you fix it? Well, I think that it's turning in, into people using this 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 word overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, and 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 everybody just feels overwhelmed because of overcomplicating everything. Um, you know, I see it even in my in my coaching students, which which is why when they when they get in my programs, we only focus on one to two activities for for at least two to three months at at a time, because 
all of these other things are are all gonna gonna be there, but it it doesn't need to be your focus. Like I was on a YouTube live the other day, and there was there was somebody that that wasn't or, or was a new agent in the business, and they they kept asking the same question, and and I was purposefully ignoring it because I didn't I didn't think that it that it needed to be answered, but the question was like. Um, what is the attrition rate or like cost per something um, of clients in your business? And then finally I go, why do you need to know that? You know, what is that going to do for you? (laughs) What what is that going to translate to in your business? It makes you feel good. It's like a meeting. It just makes you feel good. (laughs) And it's just stuff like that. that, That's just kind of like, it's just it's just not needed. It's it's one of those things that's that's being overcomplicated for no reason. Like freaking out because there's not a, a a share button from this to this. You know, it's just like copy and paste it on that yeah. and, and, mm. and get on with your business. When you get you a know? sale, then so, you can worry about attrition, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. So, what are you coaching exactly. people? You have a lot of new agents, uh, brand new agents coming to you. You 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 have a team of right? Like, what are yeah. you saying? Like. Tangibly, what is a new agent to do in those first ninety days? Right, right. So, so our first ninety days are are all about contact building, um, and so it's it's about using your your current contacts, getting new contacts, really building out that database and building out that network. And and we focus on a number of different activities to do that 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 include being on the phone, but also getting out in in person because I do believe that, that that there's powers in numbers, you know, and if we can make this database swell, you will always be able to um, pull something out of it, yeah, awesome. whether it's that, that person or a friend or a family member of theirs. And then we start to move into actually um, having lunches with people, contacting, mailing, things like that. But it but it's important for us to really build a a big database of people mm-hmm. to carry them, I mean, to carry their their businesses from year to year, and of course that database will grow more and more. But that's typically what we focus on for the first ninety days. Now, can you tell after ninety days? Like, just I'm kind of curious. Are are you? Can you tell after ninety days? Like, it's not for you. Like, what are what what have oh, you? That's a good question. What have you experienced <laughs> there? In, in, because you talk a lot about, like, you wrote this book to say, hey, at the end of this book, you should make a decision. You want to go down this path or you don't want to go down this path. How are you seeing that with the agents that are coming through your door, either in your brokerage or in your in your coaching? Yeah, so so with the coaching, this is a little detail I failed to mention. It's group coaching. Okay. okay. And so typically, it, it, it doesn't have to come down to me to tell somebody this isn't for you. They're able to see it for themselves. Good. You know, and of course, with the, with this coaching, it's it's there's homework assignments, so they have to turn in a weekly success journal. They have to get on this live call. I'm able to see the activities that they're doing while we're not on the live calls. And so, at the beginning of every single coaching session, the one question I ask everybody, and everybody has to answer, is tell us all what's happened last week. You know, so you have the agents on there that are like, yeah, I made this many calls and got this many listings and this and that. And then you have the ones who are consistently, uh, I'm still trying to organize or, uh, I I, I was sick or, (laughs) or, you know, so, so they're able to, to see it, you know, and, and 
it helps that I don't deviate too far from month to month, you know, while we're in these 90-day increments, I don't deviate too far from our core, um, I guess you say, curriculum. And so it's like by the end of those 90 days, if you're still not seeing results and I'm able to see, well, on your success journal that I don't have, uh, <laughs> you have all zeros or I can log in here and see that you haven't done anything. And they know that, too. And I feel like the group environment, because everybody's still in a, in a Facebook group, even outside of our, our live calls, there's a lot of chatter in there. Oh, yeah. And so typically people who realize, they're either going to realize that it's not for you because you're not doing the work or, or well, yeah, it's not for you because you're not doing the work <laughs> because everybody <laughs> else is, there is no work. seeing the results, you know? <laughs> It's the power um, of peer pressure. Well, dude, I'd rather find that out after 90 days than after a year. Oh, well, 100%. It's the lack yeah. of commitment. So many real estate agents get in for a hobby. Yeah. They, they get in for a hobby or Part they get in because they have, they're selling their parents' house. They're selling their brother's house. They're selling their house. And, and that's not wrong. Like, I mean, I don't want to discourage anybody. That's awesome. If you got in because you're doing that, fantastic. But basically, I mean, what you're hearing is it takes an insane amount of commitment every day and you have to treat it like a business not a hobby every single day and you have to have accountability no other job would you go to where you have no accountability and you're allowed to not do your success journal if that's what's actually required of you i mean that mm -hmm. that business is not going to exist right so you, right. you have to have accountability and that's one of the keys and so it's just interesting how because you're your own boss it allows you and because the commission check tends to be very very high you can do a couple deals and feel like, mm. oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. But, you know, the ones who win are the ones who are committed yep. that actually try it right. every single day. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> All right. So I got to ask you, man, is, you know, I'm a junkie for success, right? And I am addicted to these articles that are like the three steps to becoming like your dream life or a millionaire overnight, right? And I ask <laughs> everybody who comes on, you know, what is your formula what is your routine that you've implemented in your life that has driven success for you? Obviously, we know no magic formula exists out there, but I'm curious as you look back on your life, it, you know, what are the routines and formulas that you've implemented that has driven success for you? Yeah, so one of, one of my big formulas, I guess you can call it, is, is being very sensitive about my time. Um, and that's where my time is spent, who it's spent with, um, what, you know, when, where, what am I doing? Just, just being super sensitive about my time. Um, I, I have learned to say no a lot, mm. which I want to say is, is, is a true that's formula true in itself <laughs> yeah. because, it really is. um, yeah, because I, I was that, that person who, um, by saying yes, I was thinking like I was making everybody happy or, you know, that was just, I had to be Mr. Nice Guy, but I was being robbed of, of, of everything. You know, I was being taken advantage of, my time was being hijacked, everything like that. So when I, when I got into the point where, you know, I'm managing a team and, and coaching and, and, and running other businesses, you know, my time is extremely valuable. And even even before it got to this point, if I would have been more conscious about my time and what was happening with it, other things could have could have taken place, you know, and, and I probably could have reached certain successes a lot quicker. 
And so that's 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 a big thing for me. Another thing is that consistency. Um, consistency with with doing those everyday actions, whether it's um, doing yoga in, in the morning or going home at a certain time, but just being super consistent with the things that I'm that I'm doing because I feel like that teaches me um I mean, or it allows me to bring on more tasks, to bring on more skills, to really master things mm. a lot better than I was doing before. I started something new a little while ago. I, I started reading books where I would kind of go through like, or I would try to go through like a whole book in a weekend. Um, so, you know, me learning how to be super consistent about things yeah. has helped that. I'm I'm able to start a lot of things like cold turkey and like people are like, oh, how did you go vegan? And I was like, I just up and one day decided I didn't want to eat meat anymore. And I've been vegan for <laughs> months now, you know, like, but I feel like that just, just like me training myself how to how to not be resistant to consistency and, and stuff like that has definitely worked out in my favor and attributed to my success. So so those two things really. Well, it builds, um, it builds so much self-confidence when you're consistent. Mm -hmm. It builds so much self-confidence and enables you to be confident in the new ventures that you take because you know you can accomplish you it do. because you've accomplished it in other areas. Okay, so my last question for you is what, what advice would you give your younger self? So you got 10-year-old Chase in there. What, what advice are you going to give that, that kid? Gosh, <laughs> for me, it probably would have been... Um, how do I make this PG? Probably would have been like <laughs> just 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 not caring about everybody and everything. You know, I I was I was that person. Like I said, I was trying to please everybody. I was trying to make everybody happy. I was I was resisting doing certain things of because of what I what I thought people would have thought of me. Um, I was holding myself back in my own abilities because I was trying to fit in or you know, just, just trying to be in the in crowd. And once I got that, like, F you attitude, <laughs> you know, and just really focused on me and what I wanted to do, gosh, things, things, I mean, it seemed like they were on hyperspeed at mm. that point because, you know, even, even with like YouTube, we can, we can take YouTube. If I truly cared what everybody thought about me on YouTube and what they've said about me or what I've said in a video, man, I, I would be in a mental institution right now yeah. because like <laughs> it could seriously mess with your head. That's the and truth. So, um, the one thing I would, because this has been most of my life, 10 years old, I would have told myself, Jason, don't worry about what people think. Don't, don't take it to heart. Don't, don't even listen to them. Cause that would have been good in high school in college and in business today. So yeah. And, on, and especially on YouTube. I love, that. Yeah, the I love that. Yeah, it gives you the confidence to act. Yeah. It gives you the confidence to keep going. That's great advice. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, because you're not holding oh, back. So. Yeah, you really aren't, man. It's crazy. Thanks, thanks yeah. for being here, Chasen. We came up with a hashtag before you were on the podcast. I don't know if you've used this, but we're Chasen Success with Chasen. <laughs> there we go. I like that. <laughs> we're going to get that. Pound sign. We're get that show. Pound That's sign. awesome. <laughs> hey, before That's we close awesome. out, let people know your website. How can they find you on YouTube and all your coaching, um, your coaching programs? Yeah, so everything is is literally Chasten J Miles. That's C H A S T I N J M I L E S. So on YouTube, 
On my website, you can just go to chasingjmiles.com. I have a great mailing list that you can join. It's completely free. I share a lot of tools, tips, secrets, scripts, just everything and links to everything. It's all there on my website. So Awesome. It's awesome. Well, thanks Start for there. being here. <laughs> we'll include that link uh, in the show notes for this episode where you can also find the video. That's over at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, there's two ways that we ask you to do that. Luke, what's yeah. the first one? The first one? Tell a friend. No, dude. Come oh, on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Leave a review? Leave a review. Can't a, that a be five the second star... one, Josh? Tell a friend could have been No, the, the telling a friend's the more important one. We build up to the telling a friend. Oh, yes, the best yes, yes. way is Go to wait. tell a friend and share on social media. Yes. There you go. We got a sound effects. If everybody's wondering who's listening and going, what the heck are these guys doing? We got a sound machine, <laughs> we a sound and we box. cannot not use it on every podcast. But yes, tell a friend, leave a review. Guys, we hit the 37th spot on iTunes podcast. We hit the number one spot. We are the the, number number one one podcast podcast. in the 37th spot. Yes, exactly. We need to be number one, but we need your reviews. We need your help. Guys, we're giving this all away for free. How you can repay us is share it with a friend. Look, this we, sounds like a PBS episode. We can't call cold call people and ask them to listen to the podcast. I don't, well, maybe well, we, we could. could. Yeah, pick up your phone book. You call, know what? Call all the real estate agents <laughs> and tell them, hey, I got a great podcast for you. Well, hey, if you'd like to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. Something we never asked for, but uh, let, we want our listeners to recommend guests. Yeah. Who do you, who do you guys yeah, that's, a, that's actually a great, yeah, a great idea. Yeah. Get more people like Chasen on here sharing some wealth of knowledge. And, of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We're at Reminder Media on every platform. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and we like to close out with an action item from every episode. And as I listened to Chasen's journey, what really struck out to me is we talked about this idea of chasing the shiny object and this idea of commitment. Like, if you listen back to this podcast with pen and paper, you're going to see yourself write down commitment over and over and over again as a theme. But from an actionable standpoint, what he talked about that I thought was so powerful his first year you know, he, he experienced failure, for lack of a better word to say it. And he looked and said, I need to do the one thing that has gotten me a listing. I need to go back and double down on the thing I'm having success with. That is my action item for you today. Look at where you're having success. Have you closed a listing or gotten a listing from calling Fizbo's? He talked about doubling down on that and 10Xing what he's doing in that area. That is my challenge for you. Is you can listen to this podcast and feel good about yourself because you listen to a podcast but it doesn't really move the needle in your bank account. What's going to move the needle in your bank account is taking the advice that he laid down that has gotten to him to where he's at today, and he doubled down on the thing that was working. So if it's cold calling, double down on that and 10x that in your business. If it's door knocking, 10x that in your business. If it's going out and networking, 10x that in your business. That's the difference maker. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every business is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 